Hi, I'm Curtis Herbert. I'm Alice Zhao. And I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly. And this is Independence, a show where the three of us talk into microphones every other week about getting, uh, making a living on the App Store and uh, occasionally the web. Although I guess, I, should we even, should we update our, our, our intro a little bit there? We don't <laughs> do that much web stuff. I mean, I've kind of not done yeah. much with that for slopes. I, I, I don't think I've used the web intro for at least a few months. Oh, oops. I, I just never noticed that. Then. I may, I <laughs> this may has have. Been such habit. <laughs> I mean, I have Stripe integrated with the Slopes backend, and I plan to do stuff on the web. <laughs> I think you're the one that's <laughs> closest a, to there's it. There's a server component. <laughs> there, oh, there's a huge server component now. <laughs> yeah, wait, I wrote Sync. Okay, it's still on the web. I just don't make money on the web. I guess that's fair. I have a website. <laughs> I use Twitter. I have an Etsy account. Does that, does that count? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going off track. Yeah. So to bring us back on track, this season wrapped up for Slopes, and I usually use the summer to plan out and develop some of my more ambitious features. Uh, the 3D mountains were developed over the summer. Sync was developed over the summer. Uh, anything that's really going to take more than a week or two to work on uh, tends to get safe for the summer. And so right now, I'm looking into social for Slopes. And not like Facebook or Instagram with followers and all that kind of stuff. It'll be more like what, what I would want to see social in other apps, where it's a lot more focused on you and the people that you rode with when you're snowboarding, kind of mimicking that shared experience from the mountain into slopes itself. So social, I guess it's the right word, whatever. So I've been spending a lot of time kind of working through that. And over the past couple of weeks, just kind of figuring out exactly what I want to do there. I've had a lot of disjointed ideas over the past couple of years and refining all that. So I thought that would be a really great topic to cover this week is how do we as independent developers go about figuring out a feature once we've figured that, yes, we want to ship this? Because at that stage, you know, if you're like me with the Trello board, you have a million ideas written down, but you haven't really fleshed them out yet. And you need to spend some time to really explore it before you can get anywhere near it. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, no, I totally, like, that's totally something that I do. I spend a lot of time working on and thinking about the stuff that I want to add to GIF Wrapped. And, and a lot of that time is actually spent in, like, something like Procreate or whatever, where I'm just sketching down my ideas and just sort of, like, getting a feel for how it works in my head. Because... That's where everything sort of starts to f flesh out was once I can see it, once I can sort of see the design that I've been thinking about, then suddenly my design starts to not actually move on the screen mm -hmm. or, or the page, like, because that would be weird and maybe I would be... Are you tripping on something? There would be drugs involved, <laughs> but like I can start to imagine the, the movement and stuff like that. So, yeah. And I can start to imagine how that's working and where all the f stuff, basically where it falls down, because that's like, that's part of what you need to explore as well is where it's going to fall over. But it's definitely something that I do is really heavily thinking about the stuff that I want to add and thinking about how it's going to fit in with everything else and how it's going to actually work and whether or not I can make that really good. Cause let's be honest, if I can't make it good, I probably don't want to include it at all. Yeah. I feel like you, you spend the summers planning for the next season of slopes. I feel like I've been planning for this giant release of this brand new app for over a year now it's a little embarrassing <laughs> but you seem to have like a pretty good uh, idea of where things are going now right like the stuff that you've worked on you fleshed it out a bit and there seems to be a pretty good direction for the for where you're trying to take us now you like you've had a, 
a bit of time to think about it. A long time <laughs> a to think long about long it. Time. But like, you know, there, there was a lot of good quality kind of uh, thought that's gone into like what you want to do with this, with the new features in the new Gus. Uh, yeah, for sure. And I think I have a fairly good idea of what the quote unquote MVP should look like. We just haven't developed as much as we should have by now. And and it, it, and some of it is because we develop as we go instead of doing proper planning. Like that's I think that's been our in our been our style for a while, but it hasn't really worked this year just because we've just had a long stall in, in uh work time. And I'm only saying this because with the new job I'm like trying to make sure Gus still exists, but it's it's been hard to stay in it. But anyway, we're moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, developing will the, happen. That's a future problem. You're, we're we're focused on features for this episode and planning, true, so you true, don't actually true, true. have to ship anything. That's yet. true. <laughs> but the jokes of how long you've been kind of working on Gus Plus <laughs> Plus does kind of get to a good point when it comes to feature planning. Is like how much time should be allowed for this kind of stuff? And for me, at least, I know that that really depends on the feature. Obviously, some of them come together really quick. Some of them can yeah. be complex, but you know, it's very clear how it needs to work. And it's more planning out the technical side of it, which isn't really what I was going to focus on for this episode. It's more the figuring out the feature. But you know, sometimes I feel like you you need to give yourself enough time for things to percolate in the background uh, seems to be a good trick for me where if I just let myself sit on a feature and kind of plink at it a little bit at a time and letting my brain solve those problems, I, I can't just sit down and plan a feature in a day. Like I might spend a total of eight hours on it, but that might be spread out over a mm -hmm. week or two yeah. as kind of like those thoughts are coming together in my head. And I have a couple aha moments that solve some of the problems. Yeah, I have that. Like I have that so much. The, the 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 fact is is that like you can't force yourself to come up with a good feature necessarily in in one given moment. I mean, you probably can, but I can't. <laughs> and I one one of the things that I find is that actually spending spending time not thinking about the feature and not and making sure that I am coming back to it occasionally with fresh eyes is that I'm more likely to to come back and 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 sculpt it in ways that are a better for the feature overall because if I sit down and I push out a feature wow that sounds graphic <laughs> if you birth a feature if I sit down and I and I I like I I force myself to work on a feature just non-stop until it's finished then like I'm going to skip things mm -hmm. it's going to be forced yeah. and I'm going to I'm going to miss stuff I'm going to I'm it's it's not going to be the best it can be when I work on a feature a little bit of a time at a time I will figure things out and then like I'll, I'll be having a conversation completely separate and then I'll be like, oh my God, I just had a thought. And you and solved I've, like, it. And yeah. suddenly I've got, you know, I've got like a thing that like it would have taken me an hour and it just like by working on other stuff in the meantime and doing other things in the meantime, it's just, it's a more natural and fluid process is like th there is so much to be said for not forcing yourself to like to just get features out the door because that's not, yeah. how this works in any capacity yeah some of them are i feel like you can get out the like some of my smaller or i guess more clear features it's like yes this is how i'm gonna have to do it type of thing and it doesn't require as much exploration yep. or if you have other apps that have done something exactly the way that you want to do it and you can just pretty much copy them so there are some that i think you can push out the door but i i think one thing that you said jelly really rings home true with me is the idea of the fresh eyes because as independent developers, 
we don't have, well, Alice has Yano, so that helps, but we're still limited <laughs> in how many eyes we can have looking at a feature yeah. as it's coming together. And I feel like if you have a team, you can all bounce ideas off of each other and you kind of right, can build right. on that fresh eye perspective and get to those aha moments a little bit sooner without having to just sit there mm. versus us. Our brains are the only fresh eyes that we have. So you need to give it some time to kind of step away so you can explore things. Yeah. Even though there's, we, we do have two of us at in Gus, sometimes two is not enough. And then we'll get stuck on trying to figure a solution out and it tends to die a little bit where we're like, I don't yeah. know. We'll just deal with it later. And that's not the best solution, but some, that happens quite often if we do get stuck. So there there are other times where I wish we had more to our group as well. Well, I mean, this is a thing, I think, in any size team, because eventually you get to a point at which your team, the, the team that's working on the project has seen the project enough mm. that they're too close yeah. to yeah. it. They can't see the flaws. And it doesn't matter how many people. You can have one, you can have 50. But if everybody's focused on this feature... I hope you don't have 50 people focusing <laughs> on a feature, but if you have 50 people focus on a feature, they can all, like, everybody can sort of have blinders to all yeah. of the problems that True. they that they uh, they have either thought about and then forgotten or just haven't seen. Fresh eyes is super important, and it's sometimes it means that you have to go outside of your group, but sometimes it just means that you have to put the feature down, especially if you're working by yourself and you don't really have people to sort of pass off work to. Sometimes you can get a feature out the door in a day and that's like, that's fine. Like you've thought of all the problems because it's really simple, but sometimes you get like a, you can, you can hit a wall and you can be like, I just don't know how to deal with this. And the best thing to do in a lot of situations isn't to go, isn't to beat against the wall until you like break through it. It's to go away and come back and, oh my God, the wall just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's it's so much easier for everybody and it means that the work that you're putting into this is going to be so much better. It's going to be a better quality and it's going to be easier yeah. just in the long run. Yeah, and that I think really rings true for any stage of development. You know, when I have design problems, like it's yeah. the same thing. You just sometimes need to step away to let your brain solve a problem. And especially design for me is not particularly easy. But I always like when I think about design, I'll uh, I'll ride the wave where I feel like I've had this inspiration and I'll just mm-hmm. I'll work out the problem as long as these ideas keep coming. But I also recognize when they're gone and I'm like, OK, I'm going to put this idea down, maybe send it to Yano, have him think about it, but then walk away because there it seems to be a natural stopping point to the creativity. Yeah, I get those bursts of ideas. And actually, this time around with the social stuff, I was trying to force myself to do something a little bit differently with the idea stage. Because like I said, I've been thinking about this social for a while and I kind of have some ideas about it or had some ideas before all this planning. And one thing I tried to force myself to do this time that I don't normally do is to just start writing out and exploring like, what are all the possibilities here? Because there's a lot of assumptions I had maybe made along the way or things that I hadn't thought through yet. And I can kind of get that tunnel vision once I have those things in place. So just sitting down and forcing myself on one of those creative highs of like, oh, okay, I'm coming up with ideas was just to list out like, okay, what are all the things I could do when you talk about social for slopes? You know, what could that mean beyond what I already thought it meant? And that really helped me kind of flesh out the idea some. Yeah, I had the same situation with the mythical version two of GIF wrap, <laughs> the, the UI that I've been working on. And I've, I think I've mentioned this before. 
it took a really long time for me to figure out how the UI needed to work in this version because there's a lot of change and it's very different to what it was before. Mm-hmm. There were so many benefits to going that direction, but I wanted to make sure that everything was covered off because if I don't include all of the features that were there before, really right. it's just me lopping off stuff and that's not that's not fun for anybody. So there was there was a lot of thought that had to go into that and there were a few months, months, like stretches of months where I would go, yeah, this is the direction that I want to go, but I'll just have to think about it later because I don't have any sort of great ideas now. And then I would have a conversation and I was I was literally having a conversation with Mark Edwards about stuff to do with GIF Wrapped. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I just had this great thought and that just started this this landslide, hmm. this this moment of just like of like, oh, and if I can do this, we can do this. And then like Mark gets in and we it was a back and forth. Those moments, those moments of like where where you just suddenly get an idea, they're the best. They are the absolute best. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. And I, I I really do feel that if you follow those through until they sort of they sort of tend to like die out and you sort of kind of get to a point where it's like not necessarily being against the wall, like you might hit a wall and you just go, Well, I can't go any further with this. This there's an answer, a question that I just can't answer. But you it also can just sort of like peter out you just sort of run out of ideas and it's not that there's any unanswered questions. It's just that like you've finished the design. It's like, well, you don't know that there are problems with it because you haven't looked at it again. Finding that natural conclusion and just working until that natural conclusion, putting it away and coming back to it when you have another one of those spouts, it it just, it is, it is so great. Like it is, and it is such a great way to develop a feature because it's exciting Mm -hmm. and because it's, like and it's so good for the feature itself. This is the best part of having a partner is that very occasionally we'll just have these brain dumps or these brainstorming thing. Uh, we don't plan it, but like I'll start a brain dump or I call it a brain dump. I'll have an idea and then write this huge long email and send it off. But then we'll get on a call and then we'll just exchange ideas back and forth. And that feels so good because then it feels like we're exactly on the same page. Mm. And we come up with more ideas and it feels like, oh, this has weight to it. So yeah, I totally understand that feeling yeah and it's challenging because you need to give yourself time for all of this and that's something that can be hard like you feel like you just want to ship the thing you know i need to get working on this i have i think i've already figured out like my three major features for slopes next season like oh these some of these are going to be aggressive and I'm like, oh, I need to start coding. I haven't coded in a couple of weeks. What's going on with this? And then it's, I, I keep telling myself, like, you know what? I've needed the time to plan out this social feature. And it's gone in directions I didn't expect it to. And that's solely because I've given myself that time to just kind of sit in it, to do all the things that you two are mentioning. Yeah, I find it really hard to switch sort of modes and go from being in code and being like all down in the details, like super detailed in the code um, and then sort of pulling out and then having to look at it again from the big picture's perspective or at least, you know, mm. like a like a medium picture's <laughs> perspective sometimes, like where you just focus on that feature as opposed to the larger picture of the app overall. And those context switches can be difficult, I think, but they're a necessary part of developing something and... Um, it means that sometimes it's best to stay, just stay in the one context of like, I'm looking at the feature as a whole. I'm thinking about the feature. I'm not coding it. I'm just looking Mm -hmm. at it and thinking about how it works and letting it sort of, you know, wash over me. (laughs) It's very, uh, very, very visual (laughs) podcast, this one. (laughs) 
I just just like sometimes it's better to stay in those moments than to get in the details because once you get in the details, it can be hard to pull back out of them. I don't know about you two, but I do find well, Jelly, I already know you and I are pretty much the same. But sometimes though, diving into those details is what ultimately gets me to a really good version of a feature. For me, I spent a lot of time just kind of brainstorming stuff. But then I fired up Sketch and started to design how this social concept would affect a couple of the key screens. And getting down to that level of detail where I'm actually like mocking up a UI at this point and forcing me to think at that level, like what's my word choice here? How do I start describing this? What vocabulary do I need to reserve for this feature so I don't use that vocabulary elsewhere and confuse users? Like starting to think at that level of detail actually made me dramatically changed part of the feature for social that I was planning and axing it. And that's actually going to be part of another feature at some point. And that's because I got to that level of detail. So Jelly, I get the impression you're pretty visual like me too. And I'm guessing, you know, you're booting up that design app pretty soon in the process. (sighs) See, no, I don't necessarily do a lot of surprise answer. Yeah. Look, I, I am a visual person. Don't get me wrong about that. Like you were correct in saying that I am visual, but most of my thinking happens with a pen or and paper or pencil and paper. Honestly, it's it's literally like this pencil. It's the Apple pencil because I do it in Procreate. Mm-hmm. And I will sketch and I will sketch and I will sketch and I will think about how the various UI bits need to come together. And then I'll start like it, it'll it'll get like more complex as I add screens and and s- switch around. And then I go straight from that sketch typically into code. Mm. I don't stop in sketch or do design mockups for a lot of the time. There are there are times when that that does happen. I'll just go from from that sketch point straight into code, do the development and then like I will suddenly see that like okay, I've hit walls, there are problems with the code and then I can I can think about them back in the sketch part. Obviously with the with the new UI and I know that a lot of people that are listening to this show haven't seen the new UI, so there's that's that's a thing. It's a non-Apple UI. So it meant that I had to, and I had to figure out all the interactions with it because there's a lot of nuance to those interactions of like making sure that when you like scroll stuff, it scrolls nicely and scrolls in all the ways that you would expect and doesn't like do anything weird. And so part of that was thinking about it from both from a perspective of like, how does this look, but also from a perspective of how does this work? And so setting up my layers meant like sketching out a sort of design, thinking about how the UI sort of stacks together and how it fits together and how it works together. And this is do- do- this is why like sketching for me, for both UI work and for illustration work, let's be honest, is like, it's the part where biz gets done. Like that's where that's where all of my thinking happens because I can just it's it's so easy, it's so throwaway. Like I I don't have to I I don't have to go into sketch because sketch feels finished and it mm. feels like it feels more difficult to to throw something away than like rub, rubbing out a piece of, like a pencil mark. So yes and no, <laughs> basically. I'm sort of the opposite, I think, because I I do a little bit of drawing. But then I go quickly to sketch only because I'm building this huge library of graphics. So I figure it's easier to translate what I want by just inputting those graphics and then drawing stuff around it. So I think, yeah, in that sense, I'm, I spend way more, more time in sketch than I do planning it first. Yeah, it's weird. For some reason, I find sketch or Photoshop or whatever 
it still feels pretty disposable to me. Like I tried to force myself to sketch out more stuff this time around. And I was using Apple's Notes apps, wonderful apps, especially with the Apple Pencil. So I was sketching out some stuff and I just found there's just something about seeing this sketch at such a kind of a rough state, because uh, I think Jelly, yours look a lot better than my sketches ever do. <laughs> <laughs> Mine look like a child with a watercolor brush. And clearly his handwriting already. Yeah. It's like a font. <laughs> <laughs> it is. The Jelly font. But yeah, I don't know. For me, sketch, like, I, as I look at my sketch file for the social stuff, like, I had multiple artboards for a single screen, and it's just like my attempt number one at this screen, my attempt number two at this screen. I would just throw it out and just be like, nope, this this isn't working. Let me move on to the next one. And there's just something about seeing the UI. And it, it, it's not like to spec. It isn't like, okay, this is how this will look exactly. I know I'm the kind of guy who's always going to tweak things in code. The design's never done until I code it. But it's because it's final enough. It really lets me look at it and plan out the feature and go, yep, this all works kind of as I want it to. This comes together as a coherent feature versus the sketches they just feel like too high level for me for my brain to really be able to latch onto it and be able to say like yep okay that solves the problem you're trying to solve it's essentially a better way for me to just list out the potential ways to solve the problem i guess yeah i mean if if we're being super technical about sketching the idea is never to to complete a product oh sure no a sketch is always supposed to be just pouring your thoughts out onto a piece of paper. Right. You know, it, it's it's just getting that stuff out of your head, basically. Right. The next step is supposed to be, if we're following the guides, is like you go into Sketch or your design product of choice and you build it. Like you start to like design it, make it pretty and do all the things. And I definitely did this with my, with the new UI because I needed to, there was stuff that I needed to figure out, questions that I needed to answer about how it looked that I couldn't do in sketches because it's sketches. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to look like a sketch when it's on screen, but it was too complex to do in code. And if it's hard to throw something out in sketch, it's going to be really hard to throw something out once it's in code. Oh, sure. Yeah. So thinking about like getting the detail of how something looks is great in sketch. And then moving to code is, one of the next steps like it's i mean there is probably a few more steps technically in there but once you move to that point then like then like you're sort of committed for most things it's like the thing of like sometimes it's really easy to get a feature out it's really easy for me to go okay this is how it looks in sketch i know how to build it done like that's easy and i can skip sketch altogether which is why i tend to do it but I'm not saying I never use Sketch and I never design my products okay. in there. I've definitely got mock-ups of how my new UI looks that is much, much closer than just a Sketch on a on an iPad because sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes you need to think about like not just how it like flows and how it stacks together and how the how things are built, but how the actual look of it is because sometimes the look of it is really important and it's just as important as uh as getting it built yeah i think for me the the how it looks is what forces my brain to problem solve at the depth it needs to for the feature Hmm. like i said wording choices and stuff like that that actually will inform the feature itself my brain doesn't seem to engage on that level of problem solving unless i'm in sketch or code 
and I'm doing this visually and actually forcing myself to think about those details versus I feel like sketching, I can kind of hand wave a little bit because they're meant to be rough. And you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, there'll be circles here and that's it. I, I haven't found a way for me when I'm feature planning to really solve those problems unless it's in code or in sketch. It's my brain just doesn't think like that. So yeah, I mean, that's, I, I think we really got into a lot of how we each think about how much time to spend on design during all this feature planning. But I think one interesting, one other interesting angle is kind of what constraints do you impose on yourself when you're in feature planning mode? How much time do you give yourself or how do you figure out for a feature, you know, this is the MVP of the feature. This is the version two of the feature. Because uh, at a point, like we're, we've been talking about the exploration of the possibilities of the feature so far and kind of how we let ourselves explore it. But I think just as important during feature planning is pulling that in to something that's cohesive and shippable and doesn't have scope that's going to take us six years to implement. I feel like that question's hard to answer only because I've been given such a vast amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I feel like we're never going to get to it. <laughs> so, so, so what you're saying is, is that time probably needs to be a constraint yes. for you. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. Can time come and do that for me? Well, and I guess uh, in your position, you're actually pretty lucky. You also don't have to worry about tech constraints right now. It doesn't matter if it, it doesn't matter if Yano can code it or not. He's not coding right now anyway, so sky's the <laughs> limit. <laughs> Which is why I spent so much time doing possible. all this like fun, fun lesson planning and like creating new graphics. So I'm like, oh, I can just keep going because no one's stopping yeah. me. One constraint I always really put on myself is only really shipping what's necessary to get that feature useful for users. And there can be a lot of pie in the sky ideas that I think, oh, this would work great for social or for whatever feature I'm working on. But I try and really constrain myself while I'm engaging with feature planning to figure out what's the core of that feature and what do users need to be able to get use out of it and force myself to really just try and ship that and then get the nice to haves later as like a V2 of that feature or something like that. Mm. See, I think about that stuff when I'm planning, but yeah. Sure. That's what I'm talking about, planning. <laughs> you know, but see, I think about that. Like, I don't force myself to constrain to just what I'm going to ship. I see. If I'm feature planning, I think about the, I think about all the potential futures for that feature because I feel like the future stuff is always important. It's always important to see where you're going to go with something because it's going to, con it's going to add constraints to what you're going to do right now. Yeah, I'm not talking about not thinking about it. I was talking about, this is the idea of you've brainstormed all your things. How do you pull that together to be what you ship? Right. So at that point, you are putting the constraints in place. Right, yeah. No, and and so it's it, it becomes a matter of thinking through all of the possible futures, being the Doctor Strange, looking at the billions of potential futures, and just constraining it down and figuring out what the path is and what you need to do in order to build, like to build and to ship the just the the one part of that potentially much much larger feature that you've come up with. I might have to take back what I said earlier then that I didn't wasn't constrained by time. <laughs> yeah. I think we're more of a content-based app, right? Like so the goal is to have thousands and thousands of words, you know, like mm -hmm. 50 lessons or something like that. And so our biggest constraint is what can we accomplish in the shortest amount of time? Or like what's the like for the minimum viable product, how many lessons does it take? 
to feel like it's shippable. And then the other half of the problem is how many graphics do I have to rush and create <laughs> to make it look acceptable in that time? So your hand getting cramps is a constraint. It, that, oh, that's a real thing. <laughs> I do have <laughs> carpal tunnel syndrome. So I, I, I lied. Time is a constraint. <laughs> I mean, I think time needs to be a constraint always. Yeah. Sure. Or rather, it needs to be a constraint at, at some point in the f- a feature's t- timeline. Like, when I was thinking about this version 2, like, it's taken me a really long time to get my version 2 out the door, just like it's taking you a while to get Gus 3 out the door. It, it One of the things that I did really early on was just start to, like, I came up with this idea for a feature. And that was, like, two years ago now, like, a, a long time ago the majority of the time that I spent after that was like working, uh, like working on other stuff to sort of facilitate the potential for adding that feature in the future. And so there was like, I was working on like how I display Mm. gifts and how I do that sort of stuff. And it was all working towards the inevitable point of me being able to add this feature in and for it to just, just fit. And obviously that wasn't going to happen, but like, you know, the, 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 I can dream. But for a long time, the design portion of the new UI just lived in the back of my head with no constraints on it. And it became a thing of eventually I had to get my biz together. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, okay, now I have to, I have to, like, I have to ship this, this sucker. So therefore, now I need to think about like when am I going to ship it, and that so that that at that point, that's when the constraints started to get yeah. added. Of like, I want to ship by this date, and then like cutting stuff out and throwing it out the door. And there's like I've got sketches in here that like I, I haven't even touched that stuff for this new version. It's but it it's there. It's thought about. It was like part of the thing. It's just that like it's like okay, well I can't build that in time to ship, so I'm just like it's got to go for now. Yeah. Versus I know some people I've seen comment, you know, just over the years, like it, the way they talk about features is very much a we'll ship it when we consider it done where they put less of a time constraint on them and they want that ui to be absolutely perfect the polish on any animations all that kind of stuff that's considered the barrier to entry for even a version one of a feature and a lot of shops work like that and it works well for them but i think then you're adding you know the the time constraint seems to work well for the three of us i guess i should say I think when you're solo, you kind of have to keep that time constraint in mind all the time. Time is the great constrainer. <laughs> it constrains us all. Otherwise, Gus plus 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 will never get shipped. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's a good place to wrap. Like feature planning, eventually you need to just wrap it up and ship it. So let's ship this episode, you two. <laughs> If you would like to get in touch with us, you can do so on the internets. Uh, you can find us at independence.fm. Or if you'd like to get in touch with us individually, you can do so. Uh, we hang out on that thing called Twitter. Uh, you can find me as at parrots, the plural of the bird. I'm eat a duck I must. And I am jelly bean soup. And we will talk to you all again in two weeks. Bye.